This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The 2022 college football season has concluded. Georgia defeating TCU 65-7 in the college football playoff national championship game. And now we turn our attention to 2023. And you might think that it's too early to put out a top 25, but I have news for you. It is not. It is Wednesday, January 11th. This is the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Glenn, and I am joined by Chris Hummer, 24-7 Sports National College Football Writer, to run through the 24-7 Sports Way Too Early Top 25 for the 2023 season. We're going to run through a few categories. Chris, who's too high, who's too low. We're going to talk Georgia, Alabama, a little bit of QB uncertainty for some teams in the Top 25 as well. But first and foremost, I just I want to get your thoughts because it was a blowout from start to finish. Finish on Monday night, 65 to 7. As I said before, you're based in Texas. You know the TCU program well. I feel bad for the Horn Frogs. Obviously, they had a, a, a historic season. You hate to see them go out the way that they did, but man, Georgia just putting on a show on in, in all facets of the game, and they rolled to what is now a back-to-back national championship season. Georgia was surgical Monday night, man. It was it was one of the more impressive performances I've seen. TCU definitely didn't play the game they wanted to play, but it's quite clear Georgia was the better team. I was at the AFCA, which is a coaching convention in Charlotte um, this weekend. I was watching the game with a bunch of coaches, including teams that had played Georgia and TCU this season. And everybody going to the game, nobody was picking TCU, but a lot of coaches thought they would cover. And I'll tell you this, like even coaches that had played these teams were surprised by how dominant Georgia was. That was an absolute clinic. They played probably the best they have all year and they made TCU a very good but slightly overachieving team look like an FCS team at times. And it was one of the most dominant performances you'll ever see in a national title game. Yeah, when you can get your backups and your potential stars of the future in the game, still in the, I think, third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter was when Carson Beck got in for Georgia. Obviously, good things happening for the Bulldogs. And of course, congratulations to them. Kirby Smart wins his second national title now with Georgia. They, of course, go back to back and they look to three-peat in 2023. But we're here to talk about the way too early top 25. Let me run through the Top 10 for you real quick. Number 10, Oregon. Number 9, Washington. Number 8, USA. So Pac-12 right there at 10, 9, and 8. LSU at 7. Florida State at 6. And the top 5, Penn State. Ohio State at number 4. Michigan at number 3. So the Big 10 at 3, 4, 5. And then number 2, Alabama. And number 1, to really no surprise, the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. So let's first start, Chris, by taking a look at who might be too high. And I, we were talking before we went on air, and you put this team number two. I think they're certainly in the top five, but they enter 2023 with more questions than we're used to 
seeing from them. And of course, that's Alabama. They're going to have a new quarterback. They're losing Will Anderson. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is off to the NFL too. Of course, didn't make the college well playoff this past season in what was a down year for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. I think they're a little too high at two. There's a lot of uncertainty in the program right now in Tuscaloosa more, like I said, than what we're used to. You think Alabama's too high as well. What do you think about the Tide heading into 2023? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is a bit of a cop-out. This time of year, I think everybody's top 25 is really bad because we don't know what rosters are going to look like. This is a fun exercise to do because it's a way for me to look ahead and see what rosters are going to look like and start thinking about content for next year, start talking to coaches about what they think about next year. But in terms of accuracy, I don't love it. And honestly, maybe it's because I'm a more positive person with these things. I think there are probably 35 teams with an argument to be in the top 25, not just 25. And I have a hard time saying somebody's overrated because my ballot matches up really well with what we ultimately turned in. And I realize I'm rambling a little bit, but I have a point about Alabama. It's not that I think Alabama's overrated. It's as you said, I think Alabama has more questions than normal. And I think the obvious retort to that would be like, oh, well, what about 2021 when Mac Jones left and they had to have Bryce Young as quarterback and they went to the national championship game anyway? What about 20, I think it was 16 when Jalen Hurts was a true freshman and they had questions at quarterback after winning a national title. They were fine then too. And more than likely, Alabama's going to be fine. We saw that in the bowl game against Kansas State. When they're right, they're right. Bryce Young and Will Anderson are obviously huge losses. We're likely, um, at least that's the buzz, going to see Bill O'Brien move on to the Patriots. So that's key losses at numerous positions. And when you consider that the sport is quite clearly, at least Georgia has closed the gap, I think it is fair to wonder, is Alabama worth riding into that first or second spot like we have annually for like 15 years now? And that's the only reason that I have a little bit of pause, especially when you consider the path that Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State have in the Big Ten. It's just so much easier to get through that conference, even when they're in the division together, than what Alabama faces. So I don't necessarily think Alabama is overrated, but I, I do definitely think there are some questions about them going into 2023. We agree Maybe not overrated, but a lot of question marks going into next season for the Crimson Tide, at least as of right now. And of course, it's still a long way to go and rosters still need to be filled out. But there are some teams on the other end uh, where we could say maybe they're a little bit too low in the rankings as we project towards 2023. One team that I think is a little bit too low is Notre Dame. And right now in our way too early top 25, we have Notre Dame sitting at 13. Of course, this is Marcus Freeman's where he will be heading into his second season uh, at the helm of the Irish. And the biggest addition for them so far is, of course, Wake Forest transfer quarterback Sam Hartman. And I think He's going to do wonders for that Notre Dame offense. We saw their inability at times to move the ball, to push the ball downfield uh, with with Tyler Buckner before he got hurt and then ultimately Drew Pine um, as well. But after that three and three start last year, Notre Dame finished the season going six and one the rest of the way. I like where the Fighting Irish stand. I like the roster they have going into 2023. I know they lose Michael Mayer, but again, these rosters aren't complete. It wouldn't shock me to see if they uh, go out and get some skill positions in the portal to tag along with what they brought in in Sam Hartman already. I think Notre Dame at 13 is rated a little bit too low. I think you can make an argument that they're a top 10 team heading into 2023. Notre Dame is an interesting one. I like a lot of what Notre Dame does, and you really have to admire the coaching job Marcus Freeman did in year one. Um, Those are not ideal circumstances, essentially, to have your QB1 hurt in week two. And there are not a ton of offensive skill pieces on that roster that are um, capable of making an impact. So that was a really nice coaching job from him. What gives me pause is the skill position pieces haven't really changed for Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's in the mix for wide receiver transfer CJ Williams coming over from USC. He was a highly rated recruit in the 2022 class, but he is not a proven commodity. 
I think Sam Hartman definitely raises the ceiling. I'm a lot more excited to watch Notre Dame football in 2023. I'll tell you that. But I, I do wonder if they have quite enough oomph to really push through what is a pretty difficult schedule next year. I think the defining stretch for Notre Dame, they go back to back to back to back with Ohio State, USC, Wake Forest, and Clemson. Obviously, Wake Forest not quite on the level of the other three, but still an intriguing game nonetheless with Sam Hartman there. And that's in the middle of the schedule. If they go through that stretch with only one loss, I can see Notre Dame going to the playoff. But Notre Dame has to be pretty perfect during the regular season to have a chance to crash that party. So I'll be very curious to see how that goes. Let's move on. We can go through this one really quickly, Chris. Was there any thought of not putting Georgia number one? I mean, you look at the early odds when it comes to betting. You know, I I fully admit I threw a couple bucks on the Bulldogs after last night's game for 2023. They are the favorites to three-peat. I couldn't see any other team being number one, even though they're changing quarterbacks. I mean, they're the clear-cut number one team in my eyes entering next year. No doubt, man. The only hesitancy I had is it's really difficult to three-peat. It just never happens in college football because it's so difficult. But we were talking about Alabama earlier and the fact that for such a long period of time, they earned the benefit of the doubt to rank highly. That is where Georgia is now. Like, I don't care what Georgia loses. Like, they are going to be one, two for me in every poll or in every poll I put in because of the way they recruit and the program Kirby Smart has created. And this was a pretty young team this year. Like, I obviously guys like Stetson Bennett move on. Obviously, guys like Jalen Carter are going to leave. But they bring back 12 starters, which is pretty unusual at Georgia. Like, they're bringing back the majority of their starting lineup. They have another excellent recruiting class coming in. You could argue they're going to be better at some of the skill positions. They brought in guys like Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett, a wide receiver. As long as whoever it ends up being, Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff, whoever ends up being quarterback, can maintain the level of play that's embedded and created, I think Georgia's going to keep rolling. And if you look at their schedule in 2023, I'm sorry to go on, it is about as soft as you're going to find for an SEC schedule, um, especially in Georgia's position. So I think Georgia's in excellent shape going into next year. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. So Chris, one thing that I really took notice of as I was looking through this way too early top 25 is the amount of QB uncertainty we have going into next season. I looked 11 of the top 19 will likely start a quarterback in week one of next season that didn't start for them in week one of this past year. And it makes it so interesting. And I think makes next season so susceptible to potential early season chaos, right? Because we love all these teams right now. But what if we get to week one, we get to week two, we get to week three of next year. And these quarterbacks that we had such high hopes for just don't end up panning out. And obviously, it's not something we could have foreseen because they're all so new. I think it opens up a world of possibilities of teams moving up, teams moving down next year. And like I said, I think allows for a great potential of chaos in these rankings so early in the season as we really get to now see these new quarterbacks at some really highly ranked teams. Absolutely. I mean, just two years ago, we were giving Clemson the benefit of the doubt after losing Trevor Lawrence, and we had them in the top three. And DJ Uyangale was supposed to solve that issue for Clemson. He was supposed to come in and light the world on fire and you never know and dj's is about as high of a cranked recruit as we've ever had so if you're ohio state and you're starting devin brown or kyle mccord or you're alabama and you're going to decide between two young passers or if you're georgia and we're going to have a three-way quarterback battle like if that position isn't right 
like you can fall off a little bit. Like I think most of those teams would still end up winning 10 games either way, but there is a pretty significant difference between winning 10 games with an okay quarterback and contending for a national title. And I think some of the experience we see behind them makes it really interesting. We saw what experience a quarterback can do for you this year. TCU made the national championship game in large part because Max Duggan played out of his mind for most of the year. And who's to say like Jordan Travis at FSU or Jaden Daniels at LSU or Caleb Williams at USC or Michael Penix at Washington or Bo Nix at Oregon. Guys that have been around quite a while, I guess, with the exception of Caleb Williams, who is only going to be a third year junior. But we're seeing a lot of guys stick around for fifth and sixth seasons. And that experience really matters. And it raises the ceiling for a lot of these teams that I think are more would usually be more second tier contenders. But with the quarterback that they have and the experience they have at that position, I think it can create a year where we see a lot more chaos. This would be a really fun 12 team playoff year because I think we're deeper than normal, largely because of all the super seniors in college football. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a really fun 12 team playoff year. And you just look at the top five. I mean, we talked about it. Georgia, they'll have a new quarterback. Alabama, they'll have a new quarterback. Ohio State, they'll have a new quarterback. We saw a little bit of Drew Aller for Penn State. And again, that was really only in in garbage time here and there this season, but he'll be a new quarterback for the Nittany Lions. And you continue to go down the list, right? Clemson, we saw Cade Klubnick start a couple games, but that was only a small sample size. Is he going to be able to carry it over a full season? So we have all these uncertainties with quarterbacks heading into next season that it really will make for, especially in the first few weeks, a a lot of fun football because there's just going to be so many unknowns. But Chris, the last topic I want to discuss, we saw obviously this year TCU make a run and make a push for the college football playoff and ultimately the national championship game as they started outside, not only the top 10, but outside of the top 25. I'm not saying we're going to get another team like that that goes from unranked five and seven year before to a college football playoff contender. But is there anyone outside the top 10 or anyone lower in the way too early top 25 that you think could push for a a playoff spot, could be competitive down the stretch and be playing meaningful games in November as they look to make their mark and look to get into that final four? I really think Utah, Texas um, are both in that category. We talked about them a little while ago about being teams that are perhaps a little undervalued. And I think they both have, especially Texas, I think they have super high ceilings. You could throw Notre Dame there too. Um, Obviously that schedule is really difficult, but I think they're in that discussion. And they're in the top 10, I should say, but I I am totally buying into the Florida State hype train. I think they should be a top five team in the two early top 25. I think that roster is loaded. I think the AAC, or I'm sorry, the ACC is a little weaker than we've seen it in recent years. I think there's an opportunity for Florida State to have a resurgent season. You could argue Florida State was the best team in the ACC this year. They just had a really difficult three-game stretch where they blew some games they shouldn't. Um, and they're going to be better next year. Jordan Travis is a super underrated player. They're bringing back a likely top 10 pick in Jared Verse. They are killing it in the portal. So that is a team I think could really maybe not come out of nowhere given the amount of hype they're getting right now. But I think that is a team that you definitely need to watch as well with the Seminoles. Yeah, Florida State, right now they sit at number six in our way too early top 25, getting a lot of buzz, obviously, as you mentioned, and and the return of Jared Verse. I mean, he was a likely first round pick if he were to leave after this season, but he decides to come back, assuming he plays the same, assuming he progresses after this past year, likely a top 10 pick, maybe a top, he could work his way into a top five pick. He is one hell of a player and a, a great 
return for Mike Norvell, uh, obviously, as he enters 2023. But Chris, that'll do it. Our way too early top 25. You can find the entire way too early top 25 on 247sports.com. Remember to follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. And remember to make sure to head on over to the 247 Sports YouTube channel and subscribe to our page. And of course, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. So for Chris Hummer, I am Lance Flynn. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the College Football Daily.